On today's episode of Life with Hula, I share with you the anniversary, actually 10 years, of the best decisions I've ever made. Also, I have some stories you need to know about, including Duke Mayonnaise launching some weird condiments. And I also have a new segment where I share with you about a local landmark in San Diego that you may or may not know about. All this and more coming up on episode number eight, season 10 of Life with Hula, the podcast starting right now. Welcome back. I don't know why I wanted to sing it. I just felt the need to sing today. Um, to Life with Hula, the podcast, episode number eight of season 10 of Life with Hula. I really appreciate you tuning in. If you're wondering what the heck did I stumble into, my name is Hula and you've made it to my podcast. I'm a guy living in San Diego who likes sharing stories about his crazy life. I was so used to doing that when I was in the radio business that I have continued doing that through this podcast. So thank you so much for tuning into the show. I really appreciate you. If you would like to follow, rate, review, subscribe to this podcast, you can do so a couple ways. First of all, you can go to the podcast platform you listen to, whether it's iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and just search Life with Hula, and then all of a sudden start following it. You can rate, review the podcast there. Also, you can follow me on facebook.com slash lifewithhula. Email me, lifewithhula at gmail.com. And on top of all that, if you could vote for my podcast, there's this magazine called podcastmagazine.com. It's an online magazine, but it showcases podcasts from around the country. And it's a voting situation, just like everything else, you know, voting for the president, voting for American Idol, voting for your favorite hot dog, all deals with voting. And if you could do me a favor and vote for your favorite podcast, um, that would be Life with Hula. I would love that. It's podcastmagazine.com slash hot. 50 podcastmagazine.com slash hot 50. So again, thank you so much for tuning into today to today's show. Um, I should have done this earlier, but I didn't. And so I figured I might as well do it for throwback Thursday. But on August 9th was the anniversary of my wife and I getting engaged. Yep. Best decision I've ever made in my life. Um, I actually um, had known I was going to propose to my wife for the longest time and I figured I'd do it in a very grandish type of way because I'm a grandish type of guy. I like to showcase my love, <laughs> just showcase everything. And you know, you know me, when you're in the radio business for as long as I've been, you everything's a, a tease or everything's a big production and that's what I did. Uh, my wife and I and some friends ended up going to Disneyland uh, over 10 years ago. It was a Disneyland uh, trip, and when we went, I had told my friends, like, hey, towards the end of the day, around roughly around 5 o'clock, I'm going to propose to my then-girlfriend, and um, I need you to film us, but what you're going to do is you're going to take pictures of us in front of the castle, and I'm going to propose to her there. So as we're approaching, like, that whole day, I'm not even thinking about being at Disneyland and I love Disneyland. It's the happiest place on earth. And I loved the rides, but I just couldn't. I, I would always, if you really paid attention to what I did that day, I always walked away from the group and I was like, hey, I got to go to the bathroom real quick. Or, hey, I need to go make a phone call. Or, hey, I need to do something just to get away from the group so I can practice 
this speech I was going to have prepared for my engagement. So, you know, as everybody's riding rides, I'm literally sitting on a ride, um, like the Jungle Cruise ride, and he's telling jokes, and I'm just like, do-do-do, but in my head, I'm like, all right, what am I going to say? I'm going to first talk about, you know, us being together. No, 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 no. Let's talk about, like, I'm literally crafting what I'm going to talk about. And then part of me was like, having fights with myself, I was just sitting there going, you know what, just go from the heart. Whatever comes up in your head, just go. Oh no, maybe I should bullet point something so then I have bullet points. Oh no, maybe I should have like kind of a an introduction ready to go. The whole day, you know, I'm on Splash Mountain, everybody's like, wee, and I'm like, Yolanda, I've known you for so long. Like <laughs> everybody's like, it's a small world. And I'm sitting there like, Will you marry me? Will you marry me? Will you marry me? <laughs> I kid you not. That was going through my head the entire time. And um, as it even got to the point where I said we we went with my friends and we went with another couple. The, this my friends were this other couple, and I even went to the bathroom one point and my the my friend her husband went with me, and I said. Hey Jesse, do you mind if I propose to you real quick? Like pretend you're you're Yolanda. And I literally proposed to my friend's husband. Yeah. That's how nervous I was. And then the big time moment came, five o'clock rolled around. We even told I, I didn't know this, but my friend had reached out to some Disney photographers and so they came out and we were right by the castle. If you're looking at the castle, we were towards the right hand side where the wishing well is in between that and the front entrance and there's a rabbit that sits there it's like the second second statue towards the entrance and we're taking pictures i first took a picture of my friend and her husband you know did that and then we switched a route switched around and they took a picture of me and my my girlfriend yolanda and as we're taking pictures um i said to my friend well wait wait, wait hold on a second i have something to say and that's when i proposed my wife and I basically you know told her how much I loved her it, it came out really well honestly I blacked out I can't tell you what I said I think I spoke some Spanish because my wife is Hispanic and I felt the need to like you know tell her this phrase we say um it says um tu eres mi vida tu eres mi amor uh I love you and I've we've said that during my, our vows like that's something I say to her that's my thing our thing um, but yeah, I, I definitely remember that day somewhat until the proposal part, then it's all a blur. But the funniest thing is people have asked, are you, are you guys that hardcore Disney fans? I mean, I do have a podcast called leader of the club podcast. And yes, I do have a lot of Disney gear and hats and things like that. Yes, we are Disney freaks. We love Disney cruises, but before all of that happened, we would, you know, I took on, I think it was like our fifth date to Disneyland, but I didn't think we were like hardcore, hardcore Disney fans. The reason why I proposed at Disney, not to be cheesy, not because we're huge Disney fanatics at that time, um, but it was because I know and I, and I knew that Disneyland would never go away. Granted, didn't think 10 years later there'd be this pandemic but never thought Disneyland would ever be torn down, wouldn't go away. And so when we were to walk by that spot, I was able to tell my kids, my future kids, which I have now too, they're there, 
<laughs> hey, this is where I proposed to your mom, right here, in this spot, however many years ago. And that's why I did it. That's why I proposed to her um, at Disneyland because I know it would never go away. I mean, our first date place is was a location here in San Diego, a um, place called Mission Valley. It's called Chevy's. It's gone now. does not exist. Um, but Disneyland won't go away. Trust. It will not leave. Um, it'll expand, but I don't think the castle is going anywhere. So that's why we I did the proposal there. And, uh, yeah, that, that happened August uh, – no, August, April 9th. And then we put together a wedding. Uh, we got married December um, 10th, 2011, which will, this December, will be our 10-year wedding anniversary, and we are preparing for that. I kind of want to do a Vegas thing. I'm not going to lie. My sister-in-law renewed her 10-year anniversary Vegas style. I kind of want to do the same thing, obviously with COVID around. Uh, that's a thing, but I want to. I think it would be it would be cool. I think it would be super cool to be able to do that, and and I'm hoping I can do something like that. But I don't know. That's coming coming up <laughs> in a few months or so. But I think it would be cool because Elvis marries you. I think it's a, it's a fun little thing to do. But anyways, so that's what's happening. Uh, that's something I wanted to share with everybody about uh, what is going on in my life and. Just a fun little memory that I wanted to remind myself of uh, for today. And I hope you enjoyed that little memory that I, I had. So let's move on to some stories I think you need to know about. First one, I don't know if you know this. If you know me, then you do know this. I freaking love the Olympics. I love it. I think the Olympics is great. I'm excited for it. Well, apparently from the day I'm recording this podcast, it's 100 days to go till we get to Tokyo. That, that rhymed. 100 days to go, Tokyo. Um, and Japan won the bid to host the Olympic Games eight years ago. Um, it was supposed to be uh, happening, but because of things with the pandemic, it didn't. Um, but now there's 100 days before the start of the Olympics, and the organizers face a lot of challenges and uncertainty, especially with the pandemic around the world. And we want to make sure athletes' safety and spectator numbers as far as tickets are concerned. Um, and exactly, you know, what is going to happen for the Olympics. Well, it looks like the biggest challenge for organizers is the resurgence of coronavirus with countries like India and Brazil battling new variants and a fresh rise in cases. Japan's vaccinations have been the slowest among developed economies as Tokyo's launched in and out of soft lockdowns. Infections are on the rise, and experts worry the city is on the cusp of an explosive jump in cases. Um, it looks like, as a result, foreign spectators have been barred, parts of the torch relay have been rerouted, and the organizers have yet to decide what to do with the domestic audience. This has caused major challenges for sports venues and travel agencies already grappling with restrictions to block the virus. Um, it looks like Tokyo's government official... Uh, Yochiro Hara, who oversees preparations on public roads around the venues, added that symptoms of heat exhaustion can be similar to those of the coronavirus. Ooh, that's not good. Um, so safety is her top priority as well. There's other many challenges that are going to be facing these organizers uh, as far as where to house 15,000 people from more than 200 countries to compete in 33 sports at 42 venues. Really? And there's also 126,000 volunteers to shepherd athletes and spectators around this city. 
This is insane. I mean, will should we have this Olympic Games? I mean, there's so much to think about right now. I don't know. I think we should wait a little bit. I think we should postpone it. Just my thoughts in general. The next story I think you need to know about, McDonald's is closing hundreds of Walmart locations. That's sad. At the end of the month, it looks like uh, Walmart shoppers um, are going to notice that there's going to be no more McDonald's. They're going to be closed, and people are going to be angry. Um, apparently, you know, we've all associated Walmarts with McDonald's in the middle of it. Well, it looks like the town is closing all of it. Um, as, as a matter of fact, there's places uh, already closing. Um, in a wall, uh, Walmart in Camden, Delaware, the town o- the town's only McDonald's closed last month. Oh, man, that sucks. Um, I mean, I'm a McLoyalist, so I love McDonald's. And apparently, with more than 4,743 Walmarts scattered throughout the United States, more are going, more McDonald's are closing down. They had a relationship since 1994, and at one point, 1,000 Walmarts had their own McDonald's locations. The number has slipped by, uh, to 875 by 2012, dropped to 638 in 2017, and fell to about 500 by the beginning of 2020. So it looks like uh, last July, McDonald's announced it would be closing 200 restaurants locations, including 100 that were inside Walmart stores due to decreases in sales volumes. Um, Walmart is trying to figure out what to do with those now empty spaces where a McDonald's used to be. The journal reports that it's going to give Taco Bell a trial run in some locations. Others may get a Domino's pizza. So there you go. Um, It looks like some places have even opened a Charlie's Philly Steaks in some stores and some people have offered smoothie vending machines a try they're just looking to see what happens i mean i think starbucks should be a thing to be honest with you everybody likes a starbucks or go against uh what target's got starbucks you guys should do like a a better buzz which i think is a san diego thing or maybe like a coffee bean and tea leaf or a duncan a duncan would be fantastic um, and your last story that I think you need to know about, it looks like Duke's mayonnaise combined its mayo with a whole bunch of other flavors. Um, so Duke's mayonnaise is has a lineup, a new lineup. They're, they're going to have um, some delicious new flavorings to offer, including the bacon and tomato flavor for people who like BLTs. Um, they've got a cucumber dill. Um, they also have a herbaceous – or no, no, no. Uh, th- this actually, yeah, the, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to read and things are popping up everywhere. Sorry about that, guys. Um, so basically they have a habanero garlic, a fire roasted red pepper, a cucumber dill, and a bacon tomato. Those are the new flavors, which I'm not mad at. I think it would be delicious on a sandwich. Um... Or maybe even if you wanted to do an egg salad sandwich. I'm down to try it. All of those. I mean, better than mayo chup, right? No, actually, I do like mayo chup, though. Mayo chup is bomb. I I have it in my refrigerator right now. But mayo must, is that a thing? Do you guys like that? Or even cravey? Like, those are things. But, I mean, I understand what bacon and tomato flavor mayo is. I understand what uh, cucumber dill is. Or fire-roasted red pepper. Or habanero garlic. Keep going, Duke's Mayo. Let's get you some more uh, Mayo stuff. And uh, those are some stories I think you need to know about. Lastly, I wanted to uh, bring up 
this little fun fact. Uh, for those of you that follow me on TikTok, you saw that I posted kind of, it's not really like a new segment, but I noticed that I posted a thing about uh, the, people know it as the Dolly Partons is the name of it, or the boobies. If you live in Southern California, you know what I'm talking about. It's San Onofre, but if you are driving from LA to San Diego or vice versa, San Diego to LA, you drive by the boobies. And I did a TikTok thing where I was like, you know, how do I know you're from San Diego? Because if you tell me you're at the boobies and then I showed the pictures of the San Onofre, you know, what they look like, then I know you're from San Diego. Um, well, people took that a little too literally and they were like, no, we live in Los Angeles and we know what the boobies are. No, blah, blah, blah. Like complaint central. Guys, not that serious. And I know it, for me to easily say that, I shouldn't take it seriously, but I'm just putting it out there. It's not that serious, you guys. Chill out. It's cool. Well, because of the, how viral that went, it, it did go pretty viral. I think I have like 50,000 people who saw that video. Um, I decided to do another one um, about San Diego. There's a location in Lemon Grove. It's called The Lips. Anybody heard of The Lips? Well, there's this rock formation that apparently in 1977, a guy by the name of Steven Garcia had saw. And he says he felt like it looked like lips. So what did he do? He painted the lips, quote unquote, lips red to make them look like actual lips on this rock formation. And I have grown up around Lemon Grove, uh, Spring Valley area, Southern La Mesa, like down south. And I've always known about the lips. Always. Always drove by it. And I'm like, hey, there's the lips. And they have changed colors here and there. But they've been around forever. And it was just something that I know about. And if you are from Lemon Grove or if you've been to San Diego, you know about the lips. And now I'm getting people who are like, I used to live in San Diego. I never knew the lips existed. <laughs> oh, people, I'm just trying to entertain you. <clears throat> I'm just trying to... I mean, it's not that serious, but apparently it is. Anywho, yeah, I just wanted to share that fun fact with you. And you in case you didn't know, there's the lips. You can look at, you can follow me if you would like. You can see the lips. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Twitter, Clapper, Clubhouse, Life with Hula. That's easy as that. Life with, no, no, what am I talking about? Not Life with Hula. That's on Facebook, facebook.com slash life with Hula. But on the other apps, you can follow me at Hula SD. Sorry, my brain's just gone a little crazy. Hula SD, H-U-L-A-S-D. You can also vote for this podcast, podcastmagazine.com slash hot50. And uh, you can email me if you want, lifewithhula at gmail.com. I'm going to leave it at that. You guys are awesome. Have an incredible Thursday. We're almost close to the weekend. Friday is around the corner. Get ready because here it comes. Um, thanks again for tuning in to episode number eight, season 10 of Life with Hula, the podcast. I appreciate you, and I will see you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye.